All right, you guys ready to rock? <clears throat> Give me just a second. I feel like I'm like asleep. Hold on. All right. We're not ready to rock. Glad he answered, though. Yeah. That's honesty. Yeah, right? I mean, it's it's the only thing you can use. I mean, I'm ready, but ready <laughs> to rock? Getting some jumping in. Let's go. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. Start. The, uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right. Welcome back to another episode of The Podcast. I'm the host of the podcast, The Ted Smith, the greatest podcast on all the land. All the land. Uh, down there in balmy Austin, getting loose, getting ready, making sure he's prepared. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Boys, it is an emotional roller coaster down here. We had the most depressing week of the week last year, of the year last year. An incredible week this week. I, I don't know what to believe in anymore, but I'm happy to be here and I'm excited to cast. Let's go. All right. Up there in the top square. He's been dealing with some interesting weather, even down in California. Matt, kind of the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Man, not our high tomorrow. That is not, not up. It's going to be 48 degrees peak weather tomorrow with over an inch of rain down here. So, yeah, I'm freaking out. I'm bundled up. I got the heater on, uh, but I don't think my mic will pick it up. So we should be good. <laughs> no, I was laughing earlier. Cobb was like, can you hear the water running in the background? And I was too far away. I want to be like, no, like, can you hear the idiots outside on the sidewalk blaring music? I was like, I think I have the loudest place. Like, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah seriously also matt you just pissed off like every listener in boston minnesota canada it's like 54 and an inch of rain how dare you no 48 it's not gonna break 50 tomorrow in march that's crazy minnesota my guy february (laughs) i'm just saying do get emails from all over the country the north the northeast (laughs) maine right like consequences frozen lakes it would kill for a 48 degree right now oh yeah (laughs) That's beach weather. <laughs> You've gone soft, Matt. I o- and I only say that because I have two. <laughs> we have. Glass houses. <laughs> happens quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it happens to everybody. I mean, think about just the seasons, right? Like, oh, if, it yeah. pop, if it pops 60 tomorrow, I'd walk to work probably, like, without a jacket. But, like, it's balmy out here, right? But then when it's, like, September and you get that first 60-degree day, it's like, oh, grab the hoodie. Yeah, totally. That's why it, Seattle is weird because it gets that one weird week in February. Usually it gets fake summer and then like it goes back to winter and then it's like real summer or like fake spring. You know what I mean? It's always that oh. one warm week. In fact, Ted, we met on that warm week that one time. Yeah. And it was a good f- fake spring this year. Like I was in an Uber and the Uber driver was like, yeah, I think we're good. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't fall for it. But I mean, that's exactly what it was, dude. It was like 55 degrees, like sun was out, but it felt like balmy. I was like, this is amazing. They're just yeah. running errands and shorts and a hoodie. Oldest yeah. tourist trick in the book, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, when I first moved to Seattle, it, it was fake spring. And the first two weeks I lived here, it was February. It did not rain a drop. Yeah, and you're like, was- what's everyone complaining about? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I knew it was coming as I'm a weather nerd, but I was just like, that doesn't seem so bad. 
Yeah, I feel like that's the tactic from all for people who don't know aren't from the area. For all the Seattle companies, like tech companies that are recruiting, they have interns come in the summer, and they're just like, "Oh, it must be like this all the time." Like our summer is probably one of the best in the country for about two months, and so they recruit them in the summer and then just let them drown. <laughs> and you see it every year, dude. It's like the culling of the herd. Like you see, like you know, like a prison when like the new the new inmates come in. Like it feels like that. It's like a cattle drive. Like you see them coming down the like in South Lake Union especially. They all get backpacks that are matching, so you can literally point out who is like a new Amazon hire, and you'll see like a hundred of them. It's like up, oh, just march into the slaughter. <laughs> must be <laughs> must be summer. <laughs> Right. Because, I mean, this was years ago, but we were at the uh, Elysian Pumpkin Festival. Right. So it's like late September, which generally is still pretty nice. But man, I mean, that day was sideways rain. Like it was coming down. It wasn't like hot out. We were like, oh, all the new people are going to they're going to find out today what this is really like. (laughs) Yeah, they were high on the F around scale. And now it's time to find out. (laughs) I like I don't know if you saw a YouTube video, but that guy did like that similar to the hot, the crazy hot matrix. It was so good. Yeah. Why just that's the same guy, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The crazy hot one's good. But yeah, the the around and find out is definitely very good. It's also just amazing how quickly stuff moves now. Right. I mean, that was just a term you heard here and there. And then it's like in the last year, like everybody's saying it. It's like, all right. Yeah. Things move fast. Honestly. I mean, you and I experienced that with my old license plate. Like at one point, if I see my license plate, people can't look up my old details and stuff. Can they? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I had the license plate vibin V I B I N. And then like vibe vibin, getting the vibe got huge but honestly the best commentary was ted i may have said this on the podcast before but he just takes one look at it and like i'm feeling pumped dude i have like a you know new to me car like a used um lexus suv i was hyped about it dude i finally made a little bit of money and ted takes one look at that license plate vibe and he's like oh yeah it just says i smoke weed pull me over (laughs) (laughs) it's like God damn it, he's right. <laughs> right. I know it did. I was just like, man, you don't even smoke weed like that. You got a license plate that just looks like a stoner thing. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really did, man. It was, you know, I was young, Ted. I was dumb. Uh, Matt, we were talking about your weather in California. LA was wild. Did you see, uh, and shout out to Dave Grohl. I saw today that he like showed up to a shelter and made barbecue for 500 people. Wow. That's a lot of yeah. Q. Yeah. I also kind of, I was looking at it and I'm going to sound like a bad person here. And I go, it's a really nice thing Dave Grohl did. I'm more impressed with like, I think he knows what he's doing with barbecue. <laughs> yeah. That man knows his way around a brisket. <laughs> that's exactly, Cobb, that's what it was. It was a picture of him holding brisket. And I was like, eh, he's got the pink smoke ring. Like, all right, Dave, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Dude, I just learned about the smoke ring this week. Yeah, you're right. Pink smoke ring is the move. I was watching the Anthony Bourdain, like Austin. And, um, I don't know the time he came down here. Yeah. And he went to your place, didn't he? Uh, what's my place? What do you mean? Right. Cause there's like Franklin's that like won that award, but I think he was, a, isn't the other one something, is it just blacks? Um, so there's, there's dude. I mean, if we get into barbecue lineage, it does get crazy. I, I don't want to take too much time with this. The spot I like to go to is a touristy spot. It's called Terry blacks. 
Terry Black's Black. is the nephew of the guy who started the original Black's Barbecue. The original Black's Barbecue, I'm not crazy about, but that was the other big one in town. And then Franklin's is like the perennial top dog. But then Anthony Bourdain went to Franklin's and he went to um, Mueller's Barbecue. Which it's like the guy's name. It's like John Mueller or Mark Mueller right. or something like that. So no, he did not go to my spot. My spot is not considered the best barbecue. I like it because it's consistent. It's a cool atmosphere and everything is really good, but you don't have to wait in a giant line. It's like 99th percentile barbecue instead of, you know, top whatever. Yeah. And that's Texas. I mean, that's like a hard thing, right? It's like, like people always ask about Baltimore and stuff and they'll be like, or DC, like, where's the best crab cake? And it's like, I well, you're going to say best place to buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, you know, but like wherever you live in those areas, I always tell people, I'm like, well, GNM is probably the best. I was like, but Jimmy's famous is awesome. They have a bunch of different crab stuff. And then it's like, well, you're in Baltimore. Just go somewhere and get a crab cake. Exactly. It's like sushi in Seattle. You're going to have a good time. That's a very good call. Yeah. And I tell you, the other one I always forget about is like, so my sister still lives up in like Baltimore is the crab dip. Like people go to certain bars because they like that crab dip better. I'm like, ah, it's all pretty good. It's crab dip. Yeah. Well, especially coming from the outside, you know, you don't get like the the nuance, right? Right. So I'm just saying, like, your barbecue place, I bet if I went down there, I'd be like, this is probably the best barbecue I've ever had. So it's like, I just feel like that's a tough question. Like, what's the very best at like a food thing or something? It's like, uh, I don't know. That's it just it's also like kind of subjective to like what people like. Oh, yeah, totally. In the day and how I mean, hunger is the best seasoning. So it's also like, you know, how much how hungry are you? How long have you been waiting? The other thing I wanted to mention is like my move now. I don't think you've got to be a part of it yet. Oh, no, maybe at, at Taryn and Brad's. But my move now and I recommended this to the guy who was emailed us that he's moving to Austin. But you can go in and just buy a whole frozen brisket, throw it in your backpack, fly up to Seattle and you just heat it up in the oven. And it's like feeds like, you know, 25 people, the best brisket they've ever had. And you don't have to do any of the work because they smoke it for like 24 hours and you just pop it in the oven for an hour or maybe two hours and you're good to go. Yeah, and there's a there's a couple places down there that'll ship them to you because I had a mm-hmm. buddy. He got one shipped and then, uh, yeah, he just like warmed it up on the grill or whatever. And then like halfway through the party, people are like, this is unbelievable. He's like, thanks, man. And then, like, halfway through the party, he was like, all right, I ordered it from, like, a famous place in Austin. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It is crazy because it is, like, kind of the best brisket people have ever had in their life. And you're just, like, casually pull it out of the oven. Like, it's something to do. And, like, especially for me because I can't cook anything, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's a fun move. (laughs) It is a fun move. Oh, you like this brisket? Well, you're welcome. Worked 16 hours on this motherfucker. Yeah, actually, Ted, Ted, just to correct you, they smoke for 19 hours. (laughs) Terry Blacks, let's go. (laughs) No, I don't know. We toured their little like uh, smoke pit. So it's pretty cool. Oh, all right. Uh, How familiar are you two guys with Andrew Tate? Uh, Tangentially, uh, if that's how you say that word, I feel like I'm aware of him. I know a little bit about his backstory and some of the controversy, uh, you know, uh, but I don't know a ton of like the details, but I kind of generally know what he's about. Matt? Um, Yeah, I would say about the same. He was on Tim Dillon's podcast at one point. and so I listened to that, but I kind of knew his reputation before that and was just kind of like, oh, this this checks out. 
honestly, I'm really interested to hear how much Ted knows about him. <laughs> well, I watched a I watched a special on him last night on Vice, actually. Okay. Uh Right. Because I mean, like I see the stories and stuff and I knew he'd been on people's podcasts, but I really didn't know a ton about him. But like, I mean, the scary thing is it's hard to tell if it's an act to make like money with his university and stuff. But, you know, the allegations are pretty heavy, serious stuff. Hustler University. That's what it's called. Right. right? right. And it's like, right. Because like Rogan was saying, like Rogan was like, I don't know if he's believes it. It's an act or whatever. But it's like it like influences other people. I get like. I don't know. That's a long com. That's a long conversation, and also, and like, it just blew me away how the guy can just get on the internet and like talk about alpha males and this and that, and like, and they're making millions upon millions, and like, people are going to the school and everything, and it's just, I, I guess part of it too is like you're Andrew Tate, like you were a three time world kickboxing champion. Like, I don't know. Do you, like I fully fathom that you're an alpha seems odd to have to run around telling everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the interesting thing about the scale of the internet. And there really is um, an appetite for that. Or hold on. Uh, sorry. Um, Bless you, bro. Thank you. We, we're at home, so we don't have cough buttons. Um, there, There is an appetite for that. And I think it's because there is sort of, ah, man, I don't know how deep we want to go into this topic, but there's sort of a power vacuum for people looking for male role models you know i think that a lot of uh some of the some parts of masculinity have been sort of you know have fallen out of favor and i think that some of the hormonal and primal urges within men aren't being satisfied and so i think probably somebody like andrew tate or joe rogan like appeals to that like desire to be uh, what do you say, like an alpha male or whatever their kind of, yeah, their their languages. Yeah. But so it makes sense to me that there's a power vacuum there and somebody's stepping in to fill it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree with what you were saying. Like the there's definitely an appetite for it, and like you know him and Jordan Peterson and all these like kind of controversial guys who, you know, they embrace masculinity and some like traditional aspects of some stuff that you know i would say there's there's some to a good amount of truth in and then the the amount of societal pushback that they get sometimes seems hysterical to me because i think they're still you know certainly with jordan peterson i really liked 12 rules for life like i thought that book was pretty impactful um in a positive way and you know I before all this story came out and like I know Andrew Tate supporters like just think it's all BS. I'm not 100% convinced that it's all BS. And so these are very concerning allegations to me. But I remember thinking like, yeah, same sort of deal where like some of these things like, yeah, I do agree with and he's right. And he's just playing it up to get attention and like create a personal brand or whatever and then yeah profit off it with his university yeah the matrix ted as an alpha male how do you feel (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean right the university i mean it's amazing because like he doesn't even post stuff he just gets other people i mean it's like a pyramid scheme (laughs) nice yeah and then like you like people get make money if they get other people to sign up for his university which i think 
or that one's up now. He had one before. It just, I don't know. It just blew my mind. And I, and then like he's got people in there fighting real cage fighters and stuff. And I, some of the guys didn't agree to do it. I was like, yeah, I mean that's a real cage fighter you're putting him in there with. And like, I I guess also he he did not answer a lot of questions. Uh, what do you <laughs> mean? Like they they invited the reporter in, and like every time it got a little more you know, about his history or this and that, it would just be like, well, you're just pushing a narrative. We're not going to answer that. You're just pushing a narrative. I was like, well, they're asking legit questions. Like it just seemed like a cop out. Mm. Yeah. And that is their job. And yeah, this feels like it ties back into what we were talking about uh, last week or two weeks ago with um, Tucker Carlson, not believing what he's saying on air. Well, what's interesting is right before we hopped on this cast, I saw They took the deposition of Rupert Murdoch in that voting Dominion scandal case. Rupert Murdoch, the head of Fox News, biggest news organization in the world at this point. Um, and uh, he basically said, yeah, my anchors were lying on TV and they were coached to do that. And so now that everyone kind of knew that a lot of things, not all things, but that a lot of things on Fox were sensationalized or or fabricated and so now that has cascading effects on their liability and i feel like um i wouldn't be surprised if andrew tate were opening himself up to similar litigation yeah i mean right now it looks like he's gonna go to jail right and that's the other thing like you're talking about rape charges right and they you know there's there's one case in london where two girls came forward and they were just like ah it doesn't meet our didn't meet our standard like we didn't think we could get a conviction so we didn't follow through on it so it's like, like with all the, it, it just, I mean, honestly, the other, that's the other part. It's, it's disturbing too, right? Cause you got all these people following the guy and it's like, well, if he's raping women, he needs to be in jail. Well, that's, I guess where I, what I don't quite understand is I, I don't think I'm caught up on the current <clears throat> what's going on. I, I heard he was like being charged with sex trafficking or prostitution or illicit something, something on the internet. I'm not really sure, but I haven't really followed it over the last like three weeks. Can you catch me up? I don't know all the details on the new one. Oh, I just, I just, they specifically talked to those two girls and they're like, oh, you have no idea about the network and like his fat and how powerful they are. I mean, it was more, I was just like, holy cow. It's amazing. People like just, it's all in. And mm-hmm. again, like you're already a kickboxing champion three times over. So it's not like, the, I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, that guy's not an alpha. But just the amount of people that follow him and stuff, and then they just blow off all the, you know, like getting arrested and this and that. And it's like the one in London was serious, but like the cops were just like, no, we can't. It's not enough. But then also the impression I got is that the the burden of proof, unfortunately, or the burden of proof for rape in London in England is different than it is here. Mm. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But complex subject it is but it just i was just like man like i just forget right i watch sports and i work in the media so like, i just don't hop on youtube all the time and look at all these videos but i mean part of it just i feel like people just watch stuff on youtube and watch a video and they're just like all right that's got to be truth like i don't well, yeah. think there's anything wrong with staying in shape lifting wanting to challenge yourself in a cage match but like some of it, I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, we don't need to treat women like that. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like we're conditioned to believe video. I mean, we grew up with the news, this generation. 
And at that time, the news was pretty reliable. And, you know, there was a lot of, I don't know, there were checks and balances and sort of counterweights and, you know, I don't know, consumer advocacy groups and things like that. And now, I mean, YouTube's the Wild West. You can say anything. And and with how people's brains work, I mean, you're inclined to continue to consume stuff you already agree with. So it's going to push you to a more extreme position. I mean, we've talked about this on the cast. I mean, look, so- Fox, Fox News dominates like news stations. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like, right. Like they have a formula. Why would they change it? And I think, I, I don't know why, like, I think I've said this before, whether it's CNN, whether it's Fox news or whatever, like ours news is run on ratings and to generate revenue. Yeah. It's entertainment. Like, yeah. I think people like, I just wish we all kind of more people looked at it that way. It's like, all right, like there is some good stuff, but like also like they're trying to make money. I mean, they're doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to get viewers, listeners to make money. <laughs> yeah. Macklemore song. Uh, follow the formula of violence, drugs, and sex sells. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I did not know much about that guy. I watched that one last night. Obviously, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, holy cow. So I was like, oh, I'll check in with these guys. See if they know, know this. Was it on YouTube? Guy. I just watched it on Vice. I just have, I DVR'd it a few weeks ago or whatever. <laughs> and I was, I was sitting at home on a Monday night chilling. I was like, I actually want to watch this one. Plus, I'd already watched SNL. <laughs> Ted, as much as so, you know how we talk sometimes about like the little, um, like the action figures of different versions of Ted, you know, Malibu Ted, Ted on vacation, whatever. Right. So, like, I always just think of you kind of as like a character in that in that way. And like, just hearing this, I'm like, God, I would love to watch the YouTube video. Like, Ted joins Hustlers University. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're just like <laughs> coming with little side hustles and like trying to do stuff. Like, it just that'd be hilarious to me. I don't know. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a Monday night. There's no uh, NFL, so we're we're getting back into uh, documentary and that kind of season. Nice. Yeah, I feel season. like that same thing could have happened easily this time of year one year ago before Andrew Tate got, you know, accused of all these terrible things. Like, yeah. Well, this this, this is the latest one. Different... Huh? <laughs> this is the latest round, like yeah. with the Romanian cops. Like there's so I'm saying the one from England that was from years ago. And the cops were just like, oh, we're not going to prosecute it. That's the yeah. other problem is that it follows them around. You know, after a while, you kind of go, all right, well. Seems like all liars, <laughs> right? Yeah, is the vice stuck? Yeah, dude, exactly. That's I feel like I give people the benefit of the doubt too. And it's like, well, they're like 15 women are probably not lying, <laughs> yeah. you know, or whatever it is. Wait, so what, uh, Ted, you watched the documentary. What do you think is going to happen to the guy? I mean, how is like I, again, this was filmed before that, so oh. like they bring up those charges, but I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like it didn't, it didn't delve into that. Just at the end of it, it was like, ah, oh, he was arrested for that. And again, it was like an hour special. Mm. Yeah. But oh yeah, I see it here. Yeah, look it up. Watch it. See what you think. Uh now completely different direction. I did see Cocaine Bear last weekend. Was it good? Dude, I'm excited about that. Actually, it's good. Go see it. Cocaine Bear. Nice. Yeah, I gotta see if it's playing out any of the theaters there. It looked good. What um I mean, walk us through it. You know? I mean, it's cocaine bear. It's exactly what you think it's gonna be. It was a little a little more on the uh horror side of like gory but like no funny i was giggling and laughing i have also haven't been to a movie theater in forever like those chairs are awesome man it's all like reclined out i was sipping a uh sipping a white claw (laughs) let's go ted (laughs) 
Yeah, sipping on a claws. Dude, that's awesome. Remember last week I was like, ah, I'm just giving up beer for uh for yeah. Lent. Somebody somebody sent me a DM on Twitter like on Friday. It was just them mowing their lawn with a cider. And it's like, I gave up beer too, man. <laughs> you left the seltzer loophole. <laughs> the seltzer loophole. Ted, for being somebody who's like, you know, I mean, obviously you're like a, a celebrity in Seattle, but like by on by no means like an extreme income, you do like live large in a weird way. Like sipping claw, I don't know, just like picturing you sipping claw in a theater is like, God, man, that guy's got it all. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, Matt, am I wrong, dude? Back me up here. No, like, he weirdly does live large. Dude, yeah. And he doesn't, he's like naturally happy and like stoked on what he has. Like, what he has is enough. And, you know, in today's world, there's a lot of people that there's no enough for them it's always more and more and more lacking 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 and ted has this like appreciation for what he's got and lives within his means and yeah it's just a positive dude it's awesome i will brag afterwards hit the halftime sports saloon in gig harbor because it was like a station event right like so go over there and uh that somebody comes up to like hey man i just met the owner you should say hi and i was like sure start bsing with him he was Calvin. Anyhow, he's like, we've had other people in here. They signed the uh, ceiling tiles. I'm going to get you one. So me and Mike Hawk, Mike like drew out the little logo of the men's room. And we signed a ceiling tile. It's now hanging up at halftime sports saloon in Gig Harbor. Dude, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's that's what I mean. And like the, the <laughs> anecdote I was going to tell is like, I remember at one point, somehow you and I were in, this is recently, you and I are in the VIP section of a nightclub for a 21 year old's birthday and like how does ted smith live large in that situation he orders 24 beers <laughs> just tw- <laughs> 24 beers in like the vip section like just bring them out and everyone's like what like god and he's just like look at us cops living large <laughs> it's like it was the most ridiculous order dude and i think they were high lifes weren't they it was like something, something. Was- yeah i don't know they were just like what do you i was like i don't know buckets of beer <laughs> that's what i mean dude you like weirdly in some ways just like live above your like your level it's awesome i like that about you <laughs> no fear but cocaine bear was awesome Go see it. It's funny. It's like 90 minutes. Like you're in and out. Like it was, it was, it was definitely worth it. Nice. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Let's take a break there. We'll come back with some emails. What's Matt and the cop topic. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you got a bathroom break or you're still on that treadmill. Maybe you're in your car. I always wonder where are people listening to this right now? Dude, that actually would be a good cop topic. <laughs> yeah. Like, where are you right now? Here, I'll, I'll, th- right. I'll throw it on the thing. We'll talk about it in a second. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, all right, cop. We got some emails. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sean DePaul. Um, Cobb, is it Sean Paul or Sean DePaul? Here's some closure. Good evening, gents, and good evening to the listeners of the greatest podcast in all the land. All the all land. All the land. I stumbled across an answer to one of the greatest mysteries to ever haunt the podcast. It has to do with uh, what may be the greatest artist in the history of the world. When his song comes on, it will get anyone, and I say anyone, to let out a little white boy wiggle, whether intentional or not. And uh, yes, boys, I'm talking about Shonda Paul. Uh, Oh, he even wrote, he said, I'm talking about Sean Paul, or is it Shonda Paul? Okay, so just a quick aside. This is one of my favorite artists of all time. 
people always laugh that I'm super into Sean Paul, but the dude brings it, man. Fun songs to listen to. And uh, I don't know. He just said he has a real joy for life. So does Pitbull. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, this is the answer I stumbled across and had to pass along to close out an old chapter uh, while also tying in one of Ted's uh, go-to obscure sports, cricket. So obviously you hear Sean Paul on the beginning of his songs go, Sean DePaul, all the girls, give it to whatever. And he always says that, Sean DePaul. Um, so this is a copy paste from an article he found. There's a famous cricketer in Trinidad named Shiv Narine Shonderpaul, like with a C-H, Shonderpaul. Everybody was like Sean DePaul, and that name stuck, thinking that he was the same guy when he would say Sean Paul. And they're like, oh, Sean DePaul. Um, and so he explained it during a Vice documentary. Uh, anyway, I uh, tried to finish this email and send it out earlier, but the crawfish was calling. Happy Fat Tuesday. Le, I can't say this, Ted. It's your thing. Uh, le says le bon temp rouleur. I always say it, uh, laissez le bon rente, but I might be saying it wrong. I think you might be saying it right. I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> about French, obviously. Uh, and get busy, Scuba Steve. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's where I saw it, too. Like I just saw or No, I saw it on like Bro Bible or something. But yeah, so he hasn't been saying... He's been, it's not been Sean Paul the whole time. Dude. So actually we're closing two mysteries this week. So I just realized, remember how we got those emails like a couple weeks ago from a guy named Carl and it was just photos of him drinking and like doing crazy stuff. Yeah. No context. <laughs> like, let me, hold on. I'll try to pull him back. One was I effing did it subject line. And it's just a photo of him. Uh, the other one is end of the world tour celebrated with some gnocchi poutine and this is a photo of gnocchi photo of gnocchi poutine so we didn't know what that was here at the podcast headquarters i was <laughs> we, we talked about it on a break actually and we were just like i i don't know what do we do with this so his name's carl and he said currently drinking around the world at epcot seven out of 11 right now feeling toasty <laughs> <laughs> So now it all makes sense because, like, Ted's an Epcot round the world kind of guy. I am, but I've never done every country. And for what it is, right, you go, there, is it different bars or different areas that are different countries at Disney so it's, World? It's different, right, around Epcot. It's different countries, but almost every single one of them has like a bar and restaurant or like, I mean, like Japan. It wasn't even like a bar. They just had like a little stand where you could get like a sake. Like, can you walk between them? Oh, yeah. Okay. You can walk between them and stuff. And then like, uh, I think it's, I think Mexico's the first one. So they have like a real bar where you get like beers or margaritas, but they also have stands outside. It's like when you go to France, now granted, I haven't been there since 2011, but like when you go to France, they just have a stand that makes either a gray goose slushy or a, uh, Grand Marnier slushy. So it's like, that's part of it. But Brit England is the last country. So you see a lot of drunk people in England. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and honestly that does they probably did that intentionally i mean that's a drink in a country i also like i've done like me and some of the cousins did like every other country that was pretty fun and you can do it in a reasonable amount of time without being like completely like wasted day wasted but uh i don't have to mention names but i'm pretty there's a female or <laughs> a famous uh woman soccer player her and her friends got in some trouble uh, drinking around the world down there in orlando <laughs> nice i think i know who you're talking about which is rare for me to get one of your sports references that yeah like good. i mean one of the first times i was in epcot right 
I'm not even 21, so we're not drinking. I think it was just me and my cousin Tom. And like we look over and we're in England because Canada's right there too, right? Canada has a great steakhouse on the bottom of it. But we're looking at this guy and he is absolutely wasted. And he's like, do you guys know where the restrooms are? And he's standing underneath like a giant red arrow with the word restrooms above it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Right, so I was just like, that's what I was like, oh, I get it now. People are drinking all the way around this giant lake in the fake country. It's like, of course he's hammered. Yeah, people are drinking hard. Yeah. That's awesome. I love uh, Disneyland. I think there's only one place to drink. It's like a little like private club, like the 2020 club, something like that. It's in the castle. Do you know anything about that, Ted? Yeah. Is it the 33 club? Could be. I don't I don't know. Some numbers yeah. club. It seems cool. Um <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, first off, Mia Culpa Maxima. My last email did not land the way I wished it would have. Fundamentally, it's easy for me or any consumer with a computer to send in complaints or corrections. You boys are doing the hard work of creating content for our greater gratification. Thank you for doing the work. I wished my email came off as a conversation where I'm sharing things I geek out on instead of a, here's how y'all are idiots. I apologize <laughs> that I missed that mark. August, I'm not so sure that you did miss the mark. I mean, you're accurate, but yeah, yeah I mean, it you're is, on it. Yeah, it's tough to look stuff up on the fly, and honestly, we're just going off of memory. So you know, and also we just are not that like. I mean, we just don't know that much. Must <laughs> <Let's> be real. <laughs> right. Not talking to like a couple of PhD neuroscientists up here. You know, <laughs> and we're doing it over Zoom. Like it's much easier when you're sitting in the studio. Like during the men's room, I can look up. I look up stuff constantly during the show. But it's yeah. much easier because like I could see everybody. Whereas like we're looking at screens of each other. So if I just have if I'm just closed off looking up stuff, it would be odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We're just taking shots in the dark. Please don't base your career off anything we say on here. <laughs> really any high conviction bet. Um all right. Uh now, top topic rules for relationships. Um, one, I cannot agree with Ted Moore. Buy flowers. There are always <laughs> fresh cut flowers in my home. Wait, did we say this on the podcast or was this before we were talking? Like on this episode, were we talking about it at the beginning or is that cut off? No, that was before. That was oh, before. Matt. Yeah. yeah, Matt was talking about the, I don't know. Yeah, roses. <laughs> right. ah. I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure I brought this up two weeks ago, like on the cast. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Wait, Matt, you want to tell your roses thing? So ties yeah. in. <laughs> Sure. Real quick. Yeah. I, well, where I work, there's a, there's a bunch of females and they were all in the break room the day after Valentine's day. And one of the girls lives up in the mountains and got snowed in. So she couldn't come to work. So there, her husband shipped roses to her work for Valentine's day and she wasn't there. And so I was back there with one girl. And then I saw five or six different girls over like 20 minutes come in freak out when they saw the roses just oh my god who those are so beautiful who are they for and then i was for her but she's not in today she's stuck in the mountains and then they're like are you serious that is so sad and i just watched all these girls go crazy for these roses that were in there and then i started talking to one of them about it the next day like that was really that was a really good learning lesson and like literally my buddy said it the other week and it just didn't register. I was like, yeah, bro. Okay. Sounds good. But like seeing all of you freak out two times over each was just like, 
a really, really powerful experience. So got some roses for Valentine's Day, and then those died, and now I got tulips today. And nice. So, yeah, keeping the vase full. <laughs> vase full, houseful, household. So uh, I could not agree with Ted more. Buy flowers. There are always fresh-cut flowers in my home. Earlier this year when I bought flowers, the checker asked, are these for getting out of trouble or are you trying to stay out of trouble? I think flowers are an easy way to get a little bit of extra credit to boost your personal stock price. Pro tip, boys. Costco doesn't jack up flower prices for holidays like our friends at Hallmark. Uh, nice. Um, number two rules for relationships. You get out what you put in. For any relationship to be successful, you have to put in work on yourself, on your partner, on the relationship. You have to learn about yourself, what your limits are, where you know you can compromise, etc. To give Matt a pocket quotation, a tree that is unbending is easily broken. Lao Tzu. Cheers, August. Nice. That's a great one. Yeah, I love Lao Tzu. <laughs> Actually, I just love like Zen quotes and stuff in general. Yeah. Two, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. I think Katie McKinnon is the best SNL cast member of all time. What is a more exhaust? Oh, he's I see. He's wrapping up a bunch of uh, cop topics. Uh, what is a more exhausting sport, basketball or soccer? You're running back and forth, but it seems like there are no breaks in soccer compared to basketball. I think it's soccer. So discuss. Okay, boys. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, I think it's just different cardio. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I don't know. Different sports are just different, right? Like, American football players probably aren't going to run around as much as a soccer player. But also, their size and their fast twitch muscles and this and that. So it's just different. Like, I don't know that I'd say one's more athletic than the other in basketball and soccer. Because they both involve a ton of running and stuff, but like, yeah, they're just two different builds of people generally. Yeah, the builds is a big thing. I, I, I've or Matt, did you want to go ahead? Sorry. Well, I was just thinking about how you know there's because it's a smaller playing area for basketball. There's more stopping and starting with their movements too. It feels like trying to get around in soccer. There's moments where you're cutting, but there's also a lot of like you know, more steady state, like running into position and, you know, chasing um, in in straight line speed. Whereas in basketball, that court's pretty small. And so, yeah, it seems like they're, you know, stopping and starting, not just the game, but also when they're moving. So it's just different, different examples of athleticism, I would say. Yeah, I feel like uh, I've played a lot of different sports that like, you know, I don't know, for significant amounts of time. And I feel like uh, basketball, indoor soccer, um, hockey, and American handball are all sort of in the same arena where it's um, really quick starts and stops. It's all about agility, and it's almost like hit training, like high-intensity, short bursts, which can be very, very draining, really hurts your cardio, where something like outdoor soccer is much more of an endurance sport. I mean, you only get three subs per game, and you're talking about you know, players, uh, the Sounders wear trackers, um, and a lot of them are running, you know, three to five miles in a game. And a lot of those runs are sprints, but you do get some recovery time. So really different sport. I would say of the ones listed, honestly, hockey might was probably the most taxing for me. I think um, I would say, generally speaking, probably combat sports like wrestling was probably the hardest 
That's water polo is similar because it's swimming and then you're rest you're wrestling. But yeah, when you're physically engaging with another person trying to exert your will, very tiring because they're doing the same to you. Yeah, I did my freshman year. I wrestled at Damatha. That was the hardest sport I've ever done. Yeah, I would say the same for me. I I wrestled it in junior high, hardest sport I've done, including college water polo. <laughs> uh okay. Uh, at work, my supervisor is looking for suggestions. Oh, this is good for Ted for a themed basket uh, for a group. Oh wait. Oh, I thought he was going to say a, a basketball team theme name. Uh, okay. At work, my supervisor is looking for suggestions for a themed basket for a group. I suggested a popcorn basket since I know two people in the game. If something becomes of interest, I'll let you know. Good looking out. <laughs> Cobb's popcorn for life, baby. Let's go. <laughs> right. Popcorn basket sounds delicious. Uh, will we ever have a The Migs get together uh, in 2023? It's going to take a lot to lure Matt and Cobb of their warm places to come and hang. Uh, maybe go to a Mariners game during the summer. That's all for now. Stevie, the Packers fan whose two legendary QBs are liars and weirdos fan. <laughs> Stevie, that's a tough call. I mean, these guys don't live here. And uh, Mr. Miggs, I'm pretty sure, is booked till 2024 already. <laughs> yeah, he's popular. Dude, I like that. Is he his wrestling career is like legit kind of taken off. At least it appears that way. I love <laughs> yeah. it. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm always like, <clears throat> it was like a week or two ago. I was like, what do you got going? He's like, nothing. I was like, so you're not wrestling? No music? No hockey? He's like, no. I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> Seriously, how does that guy do it? He's like a, a prolific like podcaster, radio host, hockey player, wrestler, like, and musician. It's absurd. And at raising a child. Like if Trust I had me. half the energy of Steve Miggs, dude, we'd all be we'd all be sitting on a hundred million. Yeah, let <laughs> that me guys insane. Let me just answer the question for everybody. Miggs is busy on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. He gets it done, man. Shout out to Steve Mix. I know. I'm just like, yeah, as we were trying to plan something, I was like, ah, screw it, man. I'll get at you in the fall. <laughs> and he's looking fucking jacked, too. Dude, he is. Like the other day at work, he was just standing there talking to me. I was like, God damn, your traps look great. He's like, What? I was like, You know, then he started joking around. Like, you don't have to flex. Like, you could tell. Like, yeah, he's, he's like big. Is he on the juice? <laughs> on the gear, dude? If he's going to be a wrestler, especially a heel, got to be on gear. Have you seen that giant dude on Instagram? Like half natty? No, um, but I did see that Andre. You're right. It is documentary. Season. I did see the Andre the Giant documentary and a lot of those guys, it sounds like we're on we're on juice. Who's half natty? Just a massive man, like a bodybuilder. And like. I think the joke is that his thing is like half natty, but like he's got the same camera guy and it's like, how do you do this or that? And then it's like the office, uh, the gym office. The guy's like, I need 30 cc's of this. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Steroid talk or whatever. And he's like, all right, follow me. And they go into the bathroom and they open the stall. <laughs> it's just somebody in there. And he's, it's like the gym office. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I mean, my algorithm sends me down some some weird roads sometimes. Not that weird. It's not that far off from everything else in there. Yeah, that's. I feel like yeah, the internet is pushing everyone into dark corners. There's like, how did I get here? Like, dude. Okay, I'll just say this. I feel like I probably shouldn't, but you know, like if you ever like that makes watch, me nervous. 
<laughs> yeah. If you don't worry, dude. You know, I don't even I don't technically work for Odyssey. Um I feel like if but I can get you fired probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I do. <laughs> I assume. No, I just uh I was thinking about like every man has had this moment, right? When you're like, you know, you're watching porn on the internet, um, you finish and then at some point like you catch your own reflection in the black screen. And you're just like, How did how did we get here? What happened to us, Ted? <laughs> like you know that mo- everyone listening knows that moment, okay? And also, you end up on like some weird, extreme stuff that you're like, "I'm into this now." Like you're disgusted with yourself as soon as it's over. True or false, boys? True, true. <laughs> I was gonna say, Ted, look me in the eye, look in your camera, and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't. I mean, look, I mean, Matt and I didn't even. We we're just like, "Yep, true." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> accurate let's move on <laughs> uh, all right you got another are good to go all right let's check in with what's mattening hey, hey what's good what's man uh before we get to what's mattening hey, hey what's good what's man check out what's man hey, hey what's good what's man uh before we get to what's mattening hey, hey what's good what's man Check out with Woody No further questions. No further questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, this weekend was cool. Let's see. I guess that was Thursday night. Uh, Thursday night, after the fancy dinner on Sunday night, Thursday night, we went to the fair. Uh, nice. Now, the fair was cool. It was $15 to get in. Uh, that included tickets to see Flow Rider. So we were All right. pretty pretty excited to see what a flow rider show is like it's a party it's not a performance in case you guys were wondering they let us know but uh we got to the fair and it was uh you know the first we the first thing is like what are we gonna eat for dinner and then we found this place called fries galore it was like uh one of the first spots what do they sell huh Dude, get this. Ted, I'm glad you like that, dude. <laughs> get this. They sell fries. <laughs> oh, oh. Not, I know. Not just any fries, though. They have like all these toppings you can get. Like they had um they had Philly cheesesteak, they had barbecue pork, they had um mac They have and options cheese. on fries? Yeah. Mac yeah, and galore. cheese. They had like some lobster one and carne asada and like all these different ones. Uh, And it's topping. You could get a split plate. And so the split plate we got was the first two. I said Philly cheesesteak and barbecue pork. And they were they're amazing. They're great fries. And but the guy, (laughs) the guy with the straight face after my order, there's no prices on the menu. We didn't get any drinks with a straight face. He's like. (laughs) Twenty nine seventy six for one order of fries. One order of fries at the fair. Boys, <laughs> I'm in the wrong business, right? Thirty. He just said it with a straight face. I couldn't believe it. Like just stone 30, cold. Thirty dollars for French fries, my guy. Like wow. And there's no prices with, on the menu. No prices on the menu. Wow, pure evil. I mean, they had it hyped up. We love fries. So it was, it was, I mean, they're not just fries, though. You got there's cheesesteak on good, it. There's pulled pork on it. Oh, yeah, you got to pay for the galore for sure. Decent portion. 
you know, but um yeah, it was uh it was they were really good. Uh but yeah, that was crazy. I mean, they were they had 30 a mic. bucks. Huh? $30 is kind of crazy. $30 for fries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I don't know what to say. I mean, how big is this portion? Are we talking like like a to-go box, like like not a styrofoam, one of those like compostable, you know, like to-go squares with a little sheet right. in it filled with fries and then topped with Philly cheesesteak stuff and barbecue pork and cheese. And, you know, it was it was good. It was as advertised, but there was no prices advertised. And, you know, that was pretty wild. And then <laughs> and then. I got a $10 donut, which was gigantic. It was the size of a plate. All right. So that felt like a decent value after the $30 fries. <laughs> Wait, before that, though, we got a giant corn dog, $19 and some change. <laughs> and so. What? Yeah. I mean, again, gigantic corn dog. Very good. But yeah, there were. I thought I got a bargain at the fair because my entrance is $10 regardless. And so I got a $5 flow ride a ticket and I was walking in there a little too cocky, I think, on not getting ripped off at the fair. <laughs> um, oh I got to ask, did you, did you notice like at the flow rider party where like how much was a beer? Ooh, I did not look. That's a good question. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm like, man, this sounds expensive. Yeah. I can't imagine those were on sale. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> and yeah, we didn't do any rides. I mean, like I said, all the stuff was good. It was, it was fun, fair food, you know, but uh, yeah, then we, uh, I don't know, we walked around. We didn't do any rides. We didn't really have a ton of time before Flow Rida started. And then I was still getting my do donut when he started. And he did right round as like the second song. And then by the time we got in there, he started get low. Like he was just like blowing through the hits. And, you know, he had it was a big venue for him. He didn't have a packed stadium, but it was like a stadium type set, like a small stadium setup that they did. Like a Memorial truck. Huh? Like Memorial or like bigger than that? At like Memorial. Seattle Center. At Seattle Center. Um no, like uh, smaller than that. Yeah, it was like right. it's just for the fairgrounds. And so like for monster trucks and animal shows and stuff. And then the stage was at the back of it. And so there's all the like raised seating. But they also had chairs in the monster truck pit. And yeah, it was it was wild. So um, but it was a fun show. Um, and then uh yeah, the the we were able to leave because we heard the hits kind of early. And then, you know, that was good. And then Friday night, we went to the new arena here for the hockey team and we saw the Eagles um, and they were awesome. Like not a huge Eagles fan, but I do think life in the fast lane is like the greatest song of all time. Like, oh, it's not you like so wait a minute. So you didn't go to a hockey game. You went and saw the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Eagles. People always hate on the Eagles. I think mainly because of Big Lebowski. I'm like, I think, I think the Eagles have jams. Oh, yeah. Hotel Dude. California. Yeah. They played the album Hotel California in its entirety. So, and then they did a greatest hits set after that. But so everyone awesome. knew the first song would be Hotel California. So 
everybody was there on time in their seats and it was i mean it was sold out it was it was everybody was stoked the eagles are a perfect band for this town (laughs) seriously (laughs) very much so demographic (laughs) yeah right like i'm not shocked the eagles had a bigger audience in that town than flow rider did yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) um yeah so we were uh yeah we had a great time then we went ate our way around the new arena had to try everything the the burger joint has a killer tallow fries um and so uh that was great it was all like kind of grab and go like fresh made but set up on a grab and go self-checkout thing that was very efficient and impressive and uh yeah so that was that was great we had some awesome seats went with uh some of my clients and uh yeah it was it was pretty awesome we were down on the floor in the middle and uh you know they started with hotel california then life in the fast lane is the third song on that album so again like now we're playing with house money i got what i came for right at the start of both these shows but like the second half of that album is kind of slower they had a freaking orchestra and a choir up there like bringing some of those those more mellow songs to like a whole new level it was so wow nice there i mean they still got it like big time it was joe walsh is a freaking legend and uh yeah i mean it, it was pretty pretty epic um and yeah so it was it was a lot of fun uh and yeah back-to-back shows it's been a, been a while since since i pulled that off <laughs> <laughs> we're glad to see you back in the action yeah <laughs> well right in the eagles <laughs> that is a good combination of shows back to back by the way right for the record kind of, yeah <laughs> only in this town <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, boys. No pomp, no circumstance. I feel like, uh, you know, this one is for this is for the lurkers. This cop topic. I, you know, we hear from the same 10, 15 people all the time. I'm I'm curious for people who have like not had a reason to write in or not felt compelled to like, why not drop us an email? It takes you two seconds. We don't put you on like any list. We don't send you any spam. Literally just goes to my pocket. We have a laugh button on the cast. We move on. So anyway, the email address is literally the word email at the with two E's podcast.com. And the cop topic this week is where are you right now? Just curious to see where listeners at are at. I'm actually curious to see the coldest place while Matt is complaining about 48 degrees, not even getting above 50. But I don't know. Just, yeah, where are people at? Like, uh, And you know what? You can take that question however you want. We can talk location. You can talk about your emotions. Just where are you at? What's going on? Uh, boys, take it however you want. I'll tell you where I'm at. Mentally, I'm already in Scottsdale watching the Mariners pre-season, or uh, spring training game. All right. Are you going down there? Yeah, I'm going down in like two weeks. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) And had another random friend uh, from up here. Not random, just another buddy. And he was like, when are you going down? I told him the dates. He's like, yeah, all right. I got to do something down there anyhow. I'm coming down. I was like, awesome. Nice. Well, and our other guy will be down there too, working. Yeah, I need to reach out to him. But that depends. That that makes packing different. (laughs) Yeah. 
Matt, where you at? Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm in the eye <laughs> nice. of the storm down here. It's the season, you know. It's uh, yeah, it's busy time of year, and uh, yeah, just kind of holding on for dear life, having fun, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Going going to the Eagles with some clients with some pretty sweet seats was pretty awesome uh and you know it's just it's been chaos at you know all these all these like i don't know just living down here is a trip it feels like the 70s and you know when it gets busy like this and you work in the industry and you know you work in the service industry you just kind of rolling with the punches and, and getting through the days one at a time all right i see i feel that you're definitely in the eye of the storm down there yeah <laughs> Literally and figuratively tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> also, if anybody wants to email in, my guy Daniel Ricardo is now the third driver at Red Bull. So generally I cheer for whatever team he's on. And I've cheered for Red Bull before, but I've been kind of hating on Max the last few years. So it's like I can't go back to being a Red Bull guy. So I'm watching I'm watching the new season of uh Drive to Survive. So I'm trying to figure out who my driver's gonna be this year. Mm, nice dude mm-hmm. anybody you know, got any go ahead matt i gotta say last year i started really kind of becoming a checko guy i was gonna say you're trust me i'm watching the season every time he does something i could just see like your text checko it's it's <laughs> fun because you're not a max guy yeah it's, that's a good point and and he gets kind of tired of max you know what i mean like there's some drama there and you're not on Max's side of the drama. And so I'm just saying, you you do what you want, but Team Checo is a fun team. <laughs> I like, honestly, that's what I've been thinking about. I gotta, I'm going to watch another episode here tonight, and like, I got to see the drama. What I'm not looking forward to, though, is I know part of this last season is going to be how my guy Ricardo is not doing well. Like, oh, man, like when you be- when you see the behind the scenes stuff, like I love those shows. But when it's a guy you cheer for, I'm like, I don't want to see him just shitting on him behind the scenes. Yeah, he's had a tough go of it. I uh, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say. Oh, well, that summed it up. He did have a rough go of it. All right. From CTP, for Cobb and me, Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers.